Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the last Primal Potential podcast episode of 2019, episode 701. It is hard to believe that we are wrapping up another year. Holy moly, what a year it has been. But I'll be honest, I am so excited for 2020. That's where my mind is, right? Not not as much on wrapping up the year behind us, but where we are going, what we are doing. And I say this often, but this is really our show. The reason that this podcast exists is to help you, to serve you, to help you reach your goals. And I am so excited to do that in the new year. We've got so much great stuff planned for helping you engage with your life, helping you step beyond your excuses and your past patterns, because ultimately we're here because we want to level up our lives. Maybe we want to create change, whether it's big or small. We want to get out of our own way, but we we want things to be different in some way, in any way. I thought it would be very fitting to wrap up 2019 to kick off 2020 by sharing what I think are the most important pillars of change. And they don't have anything to do with getting up earlier or eating cleaner or moving more. These are the things that precede those kinds of habits and actions. We talk about that stuff a lot on the show, like what precedes choice, but not enough people are focusing on that. It's so easy to say, all right, you know, I'm going to start getting up at 5.30 or I'm going to start working out before work or I'm going to stop eating after dinner or I'm going to put my electronics away by 9 p.m. There are things that precede all of those choices, mindsets and perspectives and strategies and tools that if we don't have that stuff right, then all the changes that we're trying to make in our behavior are going to bump up against those barriers, those excuses, those doubts, the negativity, the belief in the past, a focus on the problem. So we're going to take this two ways today. The first thing is I'm going to share my thoughts on the most important things that we can focus on to create change that are really going to move the needle, right? And there's just four of them. So I came up with this list of four, and interestingly, I had asked my fall 12 weeks to transformation clients, what has been the biggest tool 
that you've developed or the biggest lesson that you've learned or the most impactful change you've made in the 12 weeks to transformation. And interestingly, of all the answers I got by the time I started recording this, they all plug back into one of these four. So I, when I saw that, I was like, oh man, how cool is that? I didn't say anything about these four critical things to get under control in order to create change. And then sure enough, as I look through the answers from my fall rookies, from my fall vets, they all tied back to one of these priorities. So I'll share my four first, and then I'll share with you what my fall clients said were their biggest tools for change, the things that had helped them the most, and which of these four they all tie back to. The first one, just not to waste any time at all, the first thing to focus on, and they're in no particular order, if you want to create change in your life, is making alignment a daily priority. Making alignment a daily priority. This really points to the difference between being proactive and being reactive. We know what reactive days are like. The alarm goes off and we're thinking, oh crap, I need to make sure to send out that email before I leave for work. And did I, you know, take the meat for dinner out of the freezer? And the phone is ringing. I need to get to it. And so and so wants to meet with me at 10 a.m. Do I have time? We're reacting to things as they happen, which is very different than being proactive. Alignment must be a daily priority. We have to be proactive. This can be as simple as taking two or three minutes in the morning and saying, what do I want for this day? What are my goals for this day? Not my to-do list, that's different, right? We're not trying to be productive overall. We're trying to be intentional and we're trying to live in alignment with what we want, where we want to go. Alignment must be a daily priority. For me, this looks like journaling, right? This is one of the key ways that I create alignment because in my journal, and I use the identity journal that's part of the 12 Weeks to Transformation, but basically every day I'm asking myself, how am I going to show up today in a way that reflects who I want to be and what I want to achieve, where I'm trying to go? And maybe that means taking time out to spend time and connect with people that I love, or maybe that means eating really well and staying away from sugar, or maybe that means prioritizing a workout. But as I take that time, and it's not usually more than a couple of minutes, I'm being proactive instead of reactive. I uh, just wrapped up in November the book I was reading with the Master's Club. We do a different book every single month. And in November, it was Gabby Bernstein's Super Attractor. And one of the things she writes in that book is, that the key to getting back into alignment is to want it. To want it. And I would add to that, yes, you have to want to be in alignment, to have what you're thinking about and what you're choosing be aligned with what you want most in your goals. 
But you also then have to turn that alignment into action, right? Because there's a lot of people who want to eat better and who are thinking about eating better, but they're not doing anything with it. We want to make sure that what we're thinking about and how we're speaking and how we're choosing is aligned with who and how we want to be. The key to getting back into alignment is to want that alignment in your life, to not have there be this huge gap between who I want to be and how I'm acting, what I want to achieve and what I'm choosing. And then we have to turn that desire into action. And that doesn't require that we have some big grand plan. Oftentimes, it's as simple as saying, what can I do today? What will I do today to make sure that my thoughts and my actions are aligned with the goals I have for my life? All of our thoughts produce something. All of our thoughts produce something. There are no idle thoughts. So when you think, oh my gosh, I suck, I'm so inconsistent, all thoughts produce something. Those thoughts are producing evidence that you are, in fact, inconsistent. They are focusing you on your inconsistency instead of how you want to be and what you want for your life. There's a difference between, oh my gosh, I'm so inconsistent, and saying, what will I do today to be consistent What will I do today to prove to myself that I can be consistent for one choice, for one day, for one hour? Daily alignment must be a priority. We cannot continue to think that we've screwed up, that it's not working, that we've dropped the ball, and expect that our results are going to be what we want them to be. Our results are going to align with what we're thinking about and what we're choosing. And while most of us know that, if we're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so inconsistent, this is awful, I don't know what's wrong with me, our results are going to mirror that for sure. We, we all know that. But is creating alignment a priority for you every single day? It does not have to take a lot of time to say, this is who I want to be, this is the goal I have, so today the actions I will take include... You can do that as you're driving to work. You can do that as you're taking a shower. But creating that alignment between what you're thinking, what you're choosing, and where you want to go is a key for success. And it goes back to what we were saying. You know, if you just say, I'm going to start getting up earlier. But your thoughts are, oh my gosh, I'm not a morning person. I've tried this a million times and it hasn't worked. You're probably not going to start getting up earlier. If your goal is to eat better or to work out more and your thoughts are, I do this all the time, right? Like I set out with these grand plans, but I never follow them through. Or you're continuing to think, I'll start tomorrow. I'll do better tomorrow. Come Monday, I'm going to really nail it. Then you do not have alignment. And alignment needs to be a daily priority. You can create that through journaling. You can create that through prayer. You can create that through affirmations, through meditation, conscious awareness. There's so many ways, but that daily alignment must be a priority every single day without exception. 
doesn't take a lot of time. The goal is not to be perfect, right? Just because we created alignment does not mean we're going to miraculously nail every choice, behavior, and decision. It takes time. It takes practice. Just like deciding you want to be good at basketball doesn't mean that you're going to hit every single shot, right? It takes practice over time. But daily alignment has got to be a priority. The second thing, and this is a big one, we've talked about this on the podcast a lot. This is a key to creating change in your life. Don't let yourself get away with old, flawed, or incomplete ways of thinking. Don't let yourself get away with old, flawed, or incomplete ways of thinking. So whether we're talking about, I'll start tomorrow, I'm just not motivated, it's not working anyway, so who really cares? We have to be really honest with ourselves, and a couple of clients have shared this on the podcast very recently, but we have to be honest with ourselves that those ways of thinking don't work. They reflect the past instead of our potential. The old way of thinking is going to get you the same old results that you're fighting so hard to move beyond. So when you have those thoughts, I'll start tomorrow, just challenge it. Does that work for me? Is that the old way or is that the new way? If you think to yourself, who cares anyway? I really don't even care. Is that true? Is there something else that's more true that I haven't considered? There's so many old patterns of thoughts, flawed patterns of thought, incomplete patterns of thought that just go on unexamined and then we end up with the same results regardless of what the goal is, right? If you really, really, really want to clean up what you're eating, but you continue to submit to, I'll start tomorrow, I'm just not motivated, it's been a bad day, without examining those thoughts, you're not going to get new results. So as you recognize those patterns of thoughts that have been a problem before, challenge them. What else is true? Maybe there's a corner of truth there, but it's not the only bit of the truth. What is more true? Is that how I want to be? Is that the direction in which I want to go? I mentioned Gabby Bernstein's book, Super Attractor. It's on my mind because uh, I read it a few times in the month of November because I was reading it with the Master's Club. And one of the things she writes in that book is, be willing to wake up fast. Be willing to wake up fast. And we have to be willing to wake up fast when we have those thoughts of, who cares, I'll do better tomorrow. Oh, screw it, I blew it. We have to be willing to wake up fast because if we're not, we're just going to keep going with that thought because in the moment, it's permissive. In the moment, it works. In the moment, it lets us off the hook. But what I want for you is for you to desire honesty with yourself. Yeah, I could say, oh, screw it, I blew it, I blew it, I'll start tomorrow. And that justifies and talks me into and gives me permission for the ice cream I'm about to eat. But desire honesty. 
look, if you want to have ice cream, have ice cream, but don't wrap it in this story of, oh, screw it, I blew it, so it doesn't matter anyway, because whatever choice that you made before has nothing to do with the choice you made next, and there's no such thing as blowing it because we're always one choice away from making progress towards our goals. So if you want ice cream, own that without the story, without the past pattern, right? If you don't want to go to the gym, then don't go to the gym, Say I'm choosing not to, but don't continue to give yourself permission to lie to tell these partial truths of, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do better tomorrow. Do better tomorrow. That has nothing to do with today. Right. You can crush your workout tomorrow, too. Don't use that as the justification for not going today. Desire honesty. Be willing to wake up fast from those stories because you want to be a better thinker. And you want to be completely honest with yourself all of the time, no longer allowing for these fragments of the truth. The third one is you've got to be willing to give more to the solution than to the problem. I practice this one by just asking myself, am I in the problem or am I in the solution? Am I being part of the problem right now? Am I being part of the solution? Where is my energy going right now? Is it going to the problem? Is it going to the solution? This is something I practice with my 12-week clients all the time, whether they post something in our Facebook group or they post something on our weekly challenge discussion board or they email me directly or they submit something for our weekly coaching call. Very regularly, especially at the start, It goes through the problem. Here's what I'm frustrated by. Here's what I was trying to do and why it all got screwed up. I really don't know what's wrong with me. And you've heard me say this before, most likely. If I'm joking around with the person, I'll say, I think I only got part of your message because I only see the part about the problem. When you have a second, can you resend the part about the solution? Because I didn't get that. Right. And I'm and I'm being playful because I think that this whole process should be fun and we shouldn't take ourselves so seriously. But when you're describing something to a colleague, to a supervisor at work, to your partner, to a friend, to yourself, where's the solution in that conversation? Where's your role in the solution? And oftentimes people will say, well, I just shared the problem because I don't know what the solution is. Well, give me your ideas. What are the options? We get to solutions by thinking about them, not because we were gifted with this divine certainty of what the solution is, but because we're willing to say, well, maybe it's this or I'll try this or I don't really know, but let's give this a go. Give more to the solution than to the problem. This goes back to, I think I mentioned this already, episode 683 about the gap. If you have not listened to episode 683, please, please, please do that. What happens especially because information is so freely accessible through podcasts and books and blogs and you name it, everybody's got an opinion and a tool and a strategy and a resource, will accumulate all of these things, but we don't implement all of these things. So what we've created is a gap between where we are and our habits and our patterns and what we know is possible. 
And then we feel even worse because we know we could be doing things differently or we should be doing things differently or we planned to do things differently, but we're not. And then we're in the problem. Oh, what's wrong with me? I know what I should be doing, but I'm just not doing it. Okay, that's the problem. What's the solution? Today, I'm going to implement this thing that I know that I don't consistently do. Give more of your time, give more of your energy, give more of your thought, give more of your emotion to the solution than you do to the problem. And it, and it goes back to what we were talking about with, you know, old and incomplete ways of thinking, because being focused on the problem is really one of those old and incomplete ways of thinking. You have to desire honesty from yourself, of yourself. And it's not honest to just focus on the problem when there's also a solution. It's incomplete, right? We're just looking at this partial version of the truth. What else is there? Yeah, there's a problem, but what ideas do we have about the solution? Because that's really what we're after. No matter what change you want to make, whether it's related to finances or relationship or career or health or anything else, to create that change, it's less about your strategy and your protocol and all the things you're going to do. One of the keys is, are you giving more to the solution, more time, more energy, more emotion, more effort than you are to the problem? The last one, and this one's my favorite, and it's the one that I presently am working on the most, and that is stop adding drama. I get that that word, drama, can be a little bit loaded and nobody wants to say, I'm super dramatic. But drama is essentially what you add to the facts. What you add to the facts, that's drama. So if you said you were going to work out and you didn't, we don't need to go through in our own minds or in our own words and in our own communication, we don't need to go through, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Here we go. I said that, you know, after Christmas, I was going to start working out and it's day two and I've already blown it. That's drama. The facts are you didn't go, right? We don't need to add in all of the feelings we feel about the the problem. Just strip the drama and get right to the solution. You ate more than you wanted to eat over the Christmas and New Year's few weeks or maybe back since Halloween. Who knows? So what you want is to start eating better. We don't need all of the frustration, the disappointment, the guilt, the shame, the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Cut the drama. It's draining. The drama is draining. Even I was working with a client who was talking about wanting to make a change in, in the work she was doing for a family business, right? And that was the goal. Like, I want to stop doing this thing and I just need to let people know. And then it was, but my brother will feel this and my dad will feel this and this, that and the other thing. And I was like, OK, that's what you're adding to the facts. That is called drama because the facts are here. Without how you feel about them, the facts are that you want to make a change and you need to communicate that. Do that. Life will have so much more energy for you and you will have so much more clarity for life when you ditch the drama. When you ditch the drama. As soon as you identify the problem, get to the solution. 
I write about drama a lot in Chasing Cupcakes. And there's a whole bunch of questions that you can ask yourself to help you recognize when you're creating drama. Like very simply, what have I added to the facts? Or if I strip away how I feel about this or what I'm worried about, what is there? What, are these, what is the objective reality without tying in everything I feel and everything I fear and everything I'm thinking? Stop adding drama because all of us have a finite amount of energy every single day, right? And if you want to create change in your life, whether that's getting out of debt or starting a new career or losing 50 pounds or working out regularly or anything in between, the more energy that you give to drama and replaying problems and staying in your feelings about things instead of getting to the solution, the less energy you have to create change. And I don't want that for you and I know you don't want that for you. So stop adding drama. These four things, just to kind of recap them before we go into what some of my clients have said. Alignment must be a daily priority. We cannot just be reactive to life and go through the motions and expect that somehow in our spare time, we're going to fit in time to change. Alignment must be a daily priority. Refuse to let yourself get away with old, flawed, or incomplete ways of thinking. Desire honesty. You've got to give more of your emotion, more of your time, more of your effort, more of your energy to the solution than you do to the problem. Once you understand the problem, move immediately to the solution. And stop adding drama. So I asked my fall 12 weeks to transformation clients um, prior to our, our kickoff. Gosh, our kickoff is just like five or six days away for the winter session. Um, but more about that in a few minutes. I asked them, what has been the biggest change that you've made? Or what has been the tool that has helped you the most to create whatever change you want? And the people in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, some of them are there because they really want to upgrade their mindset. Some of them are there because they want to transform their finances. Some of them are there because they want to transform their health. But the pillars of change remain the same for all of them. So one of my veteran clients said that the thing that has been the biggest deal for her, the biggest game changer in her life, is learning to remove the drama and emotion and just look at the facts of the situation. She said it's been a lifesaver. That one's pretty easy to see which of these four pillars it goes back to, right? Removing the drama. Stop adding drama. I love that. When we remove the drama and the emotion and we just look at the facts of the situation, not only does it seem more clear, but we have way more energy to get to the solution. So not being all zapped away by all of the, the drama that used to be there. Another veteran said um, that the most powerful tool for her has been learning that she can manufacture energy, enthusiasm, and excitement. She can manufacture it. She can create it herself. And she says, I love these because it's a reminder that I'm in charge of my mood, I'm in charge of my focus, and I'm in charge of the level I put into anything, work, exercise, 
And this to me goes back to being in the solution and not in the problem, right? If the problem is I don't have the energy, if the problem has I'm just not, mo if the problem is I'm just not motivated, the fact is let's get to the solution. We can manufacture energy and enthusiasm and excitement and we work through those tools to do so. So we're not just in the problem of like, I don't feel like it. I'm too tired. I'm not motivated. We don't have to stay there. We can get to the solution and we talk about tools for doing that in the 12 weeks. One of my other veteran clients says, getting rid of the emotion surrounding food. It's just food. A poor choice does not have to trigger a week of poor choices. And that is not letting yourself get away with old or incomplete ways of thinking. And also, no drama, right? It's just food. And I'm not going to convince myself that one choice has something to do with the choices that follow because it doesn't. Another veteran reiterated, manufacturing energy has been the biggest thing. Learning that my energy is not fixed. It's not, oh, I woke up low energy, so I have low energy. I can create energy. And then they added, looking at solutions objectively and asking myself, what story am I adding to this situation? So much there. That is being in the solution and not in the problem. That is not adding drama looking at things objectively instead of through a lens of all the things we feel about it. I asked my rookies what has been the biggest tool for them because their content, their curriculum, their structure is totally – their structure is the same, but their content is different. Their weekly challenges are different from the veterans. And someone said, the good, better, best challenge. So in that particular challenge, just to get everybody on the same page – we work on identifying what would be a good choice, what would be a better choice, what would be a best choice. So just using a simple example, you go out to dinner, right? It's not either I eat in a way that makes me proud or I don't and I just go off the rails. What would be a good choice? What would be a better choice? What would be my best choice? And we don't have to choose the best. We just want to be aware of it. We want to start thinking in terms of options instead of being so black and white. And that's an example of alignment, right? Aligning the way you're thinking and the way you're choosing with what you want the most. And alignment has got to be a daily priority. Another rookie said, answering what if, dot, dot, dot. What if I could? What if I could do this? What if I could make it happen? She said, it helps me see the future in a positive way. What if it's not so serious? What if everything's fine? She said, this helps me look more closely at negative situations to look for the reality versus just a story. And this has alignment in it. This has stripping away the drama in it. This has getting out of the problem and into the solution in it. Getting a closer look at situations so that you can identify the reality versus the story, the drama, what you've added to the facts. One of my other rookies said, my favorite lesson so far is one that just hit me this morning as I was thinking about this week's challenge. Think differently about everything. She says, it led me to a big breakthrough in my thought patterns. I had woken up this morning frustrated with myself and still looking for ways to change up my strategy or incorporate new things. 
I realized that I have this tendency to try hard, then get distracted or unfocused when my new motivation wears down, then get frustrated, and then finally seek something new or something different to try. She said, now I'm just continuing to practice my one simple solution because that's what practice is. Practice means you keep going, especially when it's hard and you feel like stopping, not veering off in a different direction or adding something else. And it also means not saying, okay, I guess I'm done. As soon as I start seeing some success, I continue to practice. She said, I'm so excited about where this is going to take me. And she said, it's thanks to the 12 Weeks to Transformation. And I said, no, it's thanks to you. You're the magic there, right? That's removing drama. That's alignment. That's not accepting old stories of like, oh, I must need something new because this one doesn't excite me anymore. Last one, somebody said, um, good, better, best was really awesome, which we just talked about in terms of alignment, as well as creating new evidence for an upgraded identity, which is the essence of being out of the problem and into the solution, right? When we say to ourselves, what can I do today to create evidence that who I want to be or how I want to be is possible? Then we are out of the problem of I always give up. I'm so inconsistent. And we're into the solution. And that is where results come from. So no matter what your goal is, no matter what your plan is, your strategy is, no matter what things you want to add into your day, alignment must be a daily priority. Refuse to let yourself get away with old, flawed, or incomplete ways of thinking. Give more to the solution than you do to the problem and refuse to add drama. In the 12 Weeks to Transformation, we dive deep into these strategies And every single week through a different challenge, we're giving ourselves opportunities to implement that, to do something with that, to put it into action, to practice it so that it becomes natural. And if you want to do that work, right, if you're tired of the approach of following somebody else's rules and focusing more on your behavior than your mindset, then this might be a really amazing thing for you. If you want a coach, if you want that accountability, if you want that structure, but that doesn't focus on do this, not that, but really focuses on the way you think about things so that everything you think about changes from your money to your relationships, to your possibilities, to your health, to your choices, then I would love the opportunity to work with you this winter in the 12 Weeks to Transformation. We have a challenge every single week. You get daily coaching audios from me every single day, seven days a week. We've got coaching webinars every week where you can ask questions or share struggles and we'll work them through together. We send out your identity journal in the mail so that you can create that alignment every single day. And you can learn more about it as well as register by going to primalpotential.com forward slash transform. 
primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Or you can go to the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 701. But do know there are only a couple more days to register because we kick off on Sunday, January 5th. And we close registration a few days before that because we want to make sure to get your identity journal in the mail before we start. So go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform or primalpotential.com forward slash 701 to register, to learn more. And if you have any questions, let me know. Email me today, elizabeth at primalpotential.com, because we definitely do not want to wait until registration is already closed and then it's the spring one that you're waiting on. I don't want that to happen to you. So if you've got questions or fears or reservations, first, check to make sure your question's not answered on that Uh, information page, primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Once you've gone through all those details, if you've got questions, shoot me an email and we'll talk through whether or not it is the right fit for you. Make today amazing. Happy New Year. See you in 2020. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.